I met some people along the way. Some split, some of them stay. Some some of them rise, some of them fall. For good or bad, I've known them all. Welcome back to Snubdub. Um, what were those fancy words you were speaking? Oh, those were the lyrics to a song. Never heard of them. <laughs> good. Um, they're not for you. I'm Haley and Charlie's Nacho Guy. Welcome to Snubdub. Songs. <laughs> no, <laughs> songs are for everyone else, Charlie. All for right, those of that's us fair. Who that's were gifted, fair. and uh, one of those people that was gifted hails all the way from the the Great White North. Um, which Tim is, Hortons, the country. Tim Hortons, the country. <laughs> yeah. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Sam freaking Sutherland. <laughs> Hello! Basically the New Jersey of countries that are not America. So I feel the bouncing souls in the, in the, the depths Jersey of my heart. The New Jersey of countries that are not America. Oh my God, we're kindred spirits. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the vibe. Everyone I've ever met from New Jersey is basically a Canadian. You're like people from Buffalo. That's we how, were talking about this earlier. That's how I felt. This is how we're talking. We were talking about this earlier. New I Jersey spent a single weekend in, uh, t in Toronto. Um, and they gave me a hassle at Border Patrol because uh, Trump was just up to some nonsense. So a bunch of people were illegally moving to Canada. And yeah. they were like, are you intending uh, to just stay the weekend as you claimed? Or are you intending to just stay here forever? And I'm like, I mean, not until you put the idea in my head. <laughs> right. They really, they, they sort of dropped that dangerous knowledge on you. I mean, it's a nice country. I think you'd have a lovely time here. I think I would too. I mean, like, this is the thing I was saying is like, um, in New Jersey, we have uh, what we call um, convenience store culture, which is like, we go to convenience well, stores. Got the, you got the Wawa in New Jersey, right? Dude, this guy's dropping Wawa's on us right we have, now. Well, there's Wawa's. <laughs> she's uh, kind of central South Jersey. Yeah. I'm North Jersey. So um, I'm a, I'm a, we Dunkin don't fuck donuts? with South Jersey. I'm a so Dunkin' is South Donuts Jersey boy. like some sheets shit or like what's what's up? South, South Jersey is Wawa, Wawa, but we have North okay. Jersey is Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, America uh. runs on Dunkin'. Okay, <laughs> except for South Jersey. Yeah, which runs on water. Water. <laughs> Wawa. That's it. <laughs> and <laughs> yes, racism. Children's. Oh yeah, it's so weird how like everywhere in America is racist. <laughs> The most so, racist place I've ever been in my life was like Wilkes Barre, Pennsylvania, and I yeah, didn't that'll understand. do it. We we I was refer like, aren't you guys just Canadian? I just assume we're all the same, but we are not. We we're refer not the same to Pennsylvania guys. as God's blind spot. Yeah, so. <laughs> sometimes just sad New Jersey. <laughs> let's let's give context uh, to who you are and why it's important. Yeah, maybe that I should here. do my job. Um, so <laughs> no, Sam Sutherland, the top, it lets people know I'm charming. It's very important. <laughs> Sam Sutherland, uh, you are a man of many talents. Uh, you are true, a music it's true. Yes, <laughs> a music journalist, uh, a musician yourself, a fan of music, and you are also the host of a rather well, popular web series. For, he wrote the book. You wrote a. You wrote the book 
perfect youth. You about, about fi- <laughs> perfecting youth. Yeah, how to raise and you, children. And you host the YouTube show Thigh Sexist, I believe it's Yeah, pronounced. what is that about? <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Uh, it's, it's about sort of respecting the past. So thy... Um, you know, uh, the traditions of the English language, and then also uh, misogyny, which I feel very strongly about. Uh, so it's, it's, like a, it's like a sort of throwback Sargon of Akkad channel where, um, yeah, we just, we just sort of pontificate um, on wait, and Wait, hold on. Did you just say uh, times throwback Sargon of Akkad and pontificate? Yeah. <laughs> I think you might have just blown our, our usual listenership out of the water. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. So, like bye guys. on YouTube, I've gone full right wing like i'm just i'm <laughs> unsalvageable ethically so oh good. good oh my goodness um i don't think that's possible <laughs> I because don't think that's true actually because uh canada is just such a lovely place and you seem like such a lovely and woke individual oh um, no it's gonna get so bad later don't worry <laughs> <laughs> well, He's gonna the, be like, oh, the- let me tell you my thoughts on the Turkish. <laughs> yeah. But it's only them. Like everyone else, I'm fine with. But I've really, I've focused all of my prejudice, uh, all of my irrational hate on one group, and of course, that is uh, the good people of Turkey. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I've focused all of my hate on the wonderful friend. <laughs> that's wow. a that's a Canadian trying to be mean. Yeah, there's a, there's an amazing Turkish uh, like coffee place uh, right around the corner from where I live. I eat like simits, which is like this Turkish bagel. Hmm. Uh, you know, every weekend it's a lovely treat, and yet uh, truly, truly disdainful of the people. <laughs> but. In all honesty, let's let's talk about this exists. Yeah, let's talk about this exists. This is a show that exists. That exists. It's first true. of all, yeah, that 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 much is true. Yes, and uh, it seems you put just an exorbitant amount of work into it. Um, like you do, like there are like hot takes I've seen, and there are like deep dives I've seen, but you dive into just like the obscurest of, of existences of existences, and I mean like. The, there are some things that I've, I've heard about other places, like like number stations on the radio, and then there are other things like um, I forget exactly what it was called, but it's it's the it's the sort of the K-pop bands that are just suddenly becoming extremely metal. My favorite, oh, yeah, yeah, all the alt idol bands. Those are my alt-idle. those are my current favorites for sure. It was it was such a wonderful and heartwarming thing to watch. It's just people like stopping giving a fuck. Ugh. My Such favorite was the one about droning noises that towns make. Oh, yeah. yeah. So wh- how did this show come about? Um, so I used to realize I haven't thought about this in a while, so I didn't have like a good really pat uh, answer for that. Um, it's not a I really spent- good pat show. So <laughs> no, it's Exactly. It's, it's just like it came out of my horrible and broken brain. No, no, uh, no. We're saying our show isn't pat. You got oh, the pattest. You, your well, show's yeah, pretty thank pat. You. Thank you so much. Uh, at one point when I was in my 20s, I worked at uh, MTV Canada for a while uh, as part of uh, M- the MTV news team up here. That's and um, we wouldn't always get enough interviews with artists to kind of fill out a full half hour of the show. Um, and so I started doing these kind of like cultural deep dives. And in fact, one of them is on YouTube, which is really funny because it's, it's, if you watch it, it's extremely proto, this exists. Right. Uh, and so I would do stuff on like- it's, This will exist in a few years. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is soon to exist, like telling people to just prepare themselves. Uh, so I did a bit on like <laughs> C-punk culture kind of after 
Rihanna had co-opted that whole Tumblr art movement for an SNL performance and kind of tried to contextualize it. I did a thing on like, you know, some of it was just sort of dumb uh, surface stuff like hockey rap because it is a very rarely name-checked sport in the genre of rap owing to how boring as fuck it is. Um, Wait, hockey rap? Yeah, just like, you know, Onyx. There's like a couple of rappers that have like shown serious respect to hockey, which is weird because it's just like not a part of the culture. Um, <laughs> like if you go to a hockey game in Toronto, all you're going to hear is Bachman Turner Overdrive and then <laughs> like more Bachman Turner Overdrive. So I was doing that. I was, I was doing, you know, I did a thing about like music being used as torture that actually I ended up kind of uh, revisiting again once I was doing stuff on YouTube. Once and- you were doing music. Yeah, so it was all, all all in that world. And so really it was just like going back to another job and we were sort of getting started doing more digital video. And, and uh, at the time there was a, a guy doing a column uh, for this website, it was called Aux, A-U-X, that was called This Exists. And it would be like weird musical curiosities. And I was, you know, I thought like this would be a great video series. Let's just sort of adapt this. And, and that's really how it started. So, you know, it would film it like after hours at work, you know, at our desks, from you know 8 p.m. to 12 p.m. and edited after hours and and it just sort of developed its own its own kind of thing it developed its own audience it developed its own sort of pattern aesthetic and then I sort of bought it from the company that I've been uh, doing it with and it's been independent now for the better part of I guess like two or three years probably at this point huh yeah and th- so that's the like super boring rambly origin story because I, I hadn't thought about it in a while so did you just start with a couple million? How many subscribers do you have, Sam? I have, I think it's like th- 300,000 something or other. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. So and like, how, when did it blow up? What was the, the real tipping point where it, it's like, oh. Well, you had that, that you had that big boost from uh, MatPat, right? Yeah, the the MatPat shout out was like kind of a game changer. There had been a few kind of little a things game theory that. changer. Yeah, yes, yeah, a game theory changer, and I think that's really where like I want to say that channel added like a hundred thousand subscribers in a day. I don't remember what it was, but it was like really crazy, um, and I've never seen like that. That sort of one day growth was just like truly wild. There was also like early on. Uh, Rob Dyke shouted out the channel and that drove a bunch of people. So I've just been like lucky with kind of the support from other people in that world. And, you know, at that time also I was making the channel, you know, at, at a company. And so like, I was lucky enough that like there was someone else helping edit it and, and sort of helping shoot it. And it was not like a one person operation. And so in that sense, it, I'm a huge poser. That's awesome. Um, yeah, no, I, I was actually one of the the turnover that came from from MatPat and then uh, oh awesome yeah no absolutely I remember I, I came over and I just started like binging all your shit because it was just like um well let me qualify for you so so yes, I, okay. I I am a, I I am of the punk rock variety See, I, I, I I could tell from the bouncing souls shout out yes um yeah no that's that's the hometown crew I actually saw them at the last uh, home for the holidays show at the Stone Pony. Um, so the, sick. It we was played, pretty sweet. We played Asbury Lanes once mm. uh, on tour with Bond the Music Industry and, and O Pioneers, and it was like so sick because oh, obviously yeah. that place is like mecca when you're growing up. Oh yeah, no. It. It's 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 just like the 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 coolest shit. And like, um, so are you from Asbury Park? No, I'm from uh, like just outside of a town called Somerville, uh, New Jersey, which has its own little scene um, that Sounds I got my magical. own start in. 
Okay, sick. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, town over from it in Manville, there was this thing called punk rock bowling, which I went to instead of my um, my senior prom with my yeah. with my guitarist from my band, and uh, we both got bought drinks from uh, Frank Iero from My Chemical yeah. Romance. That's awesome. Because um, the bar was closing down, so they weren't carting anybody because <laughs> they just wanted to get rid of their stock. Um, which was just a bananas thing. Our band, uh, was probably the punkest band ever just because it follows the formula so great. It, we were 16 when we started the band. We lost the guitar. We kicked the guitarist out cause he was an idiot. We got a drummer and then a bassist. And then we went from a three piece to a four piece back to a three piece, brought the bassist back in when he stopped being a dick and then uh, made an album's worth of songs, never recorded an album, then broke up and never really did anything with it ever again. So like- Living the punk dream. Tale as yeah. old as time. Yes. So we, we did that. We went on many little adventures. You, you know, New Jersey has a bit of a Nazi problem. So there was fi fights with Nazis and like, it was just, it was a punk old time. And um, yeah, I actually, <laughs> I stopped going to shows recently when I got uh, clean, uh, clean and sober off drugs. Oh, and right. I was, congrats. Yeah, thank you. Just celebrated two years. And, That's uh, right. You said that in the email. That's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was wondering if I was like, if I should, I was like, should I tell this guy that I'm a recovering drug addict? And I was like, he's punk. He'll understand. Yeah, um, no, this is, yeah, this is, everyone we know is like this. It's fine. No, for sure. And that's what I realized when I came into the like the, the, the rooms of 12-step program. I was like, oh, fuck, they're all here. <laughs> like, all those guys di disappeared. I found them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone just ended up in a church basement somewhere. Um, so uh, my, my co-host is actually running off right now, which is why it's been a little quiet, because he's grabbing uh, some notes I had for a little thing I have planned later. But okay, um, I want more Tim Hortons. <laughs> yeah, he's going on Tim Hortons run real quick. Sick. Um, no, uh, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about... Um, punk rock proper because you wrote the book on canadian punk rock um uh which you described as a fragment of a book but after reading the entire thing i can assure you it was definitely a whole book <laughs> yeah um, i guess there's like a whole book's worth in there ultimately right <laughs> yeah and i mean like the way you formatted it was amazing too just like going through each area each town and its own little story it's like that's the way that punk rock story should be told is through just you know every scene has its own identity every every band has its own story that rides through it and just keeps going yes charlie i just got locked out of the house <laughs> oh my god she had taken notes so cruel to your co-host this is <laughs> she was, she had taken notes on what uh she had wanted to talk to you about uh, at one point, <laughs> someone just stopped short in front of her. Yeah. She slammed on the brakes, and the notes fell on the floor under my feet, causing, I apparently, we didn't notice at the time, two of the notebook pages to fall out. Yes. Ah, so okay. She sent me to the car to go get them, <laughs> so I went up out. while she... Then I was locked out of the house. <laughs> oh, jeez. We run a very tight ship here. It's a good show. Well, I'm just, I'm glad, like, I mean, I don't know what it's like there, but I mean, it's going to snow tomorrow here, and I don't think I'm that much further north than you guys, so I'm just glad everyone's safe and sound. Yes. Oh, um, I don't get cold, so. Yeah, it's I, true. There was, I could have stayed out there forever, but you would have missed me, right, Sam? I, I feel I would, like I, I would, we I only talked for about 12 minutes, but I feel but like. I, I already feel a connection and an affection, for sure. <laughs> a connection. Yeah. Nope. Um, <laughs> aborting that joke. Yeah, just, 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 just pull the release. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, the, we both read the book and, um, it's honestly one, one of my favorite books. It's uh, on, on the subject of punk rock. Um, just because like, 
I, I think it handled it well. It's up there with like, you know, please kill me and uh, and and pretty and punk for me. As far as well, like, that's, that's incredibly kind. Thank you so much. Absolutely, I'm not just trying to blow smoke up your ass either. I really did enjoy it. And um, it's working. I'll take it. I don't care. All right, then smoke away. <laughs> it's um, working. Yeah. There is smoke in my ass <laughs> right now. I don't know how you did it over an audio medium, but <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. It's um, a gift. It's a gift that you have. <laughs> I try my best. But, um, yeah, no, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, just certain facets of it because I'm fascinated by the facets. Um, mm, they're one, fascinating, yeah, really. Chief among them being just, like, the influence of gay culture in early punk rock and um, how that just so deeply affected the birth of punk rock. Because I have a theory that... Um, David Bowie and Iggy Pop had butt sex, and then they made a gay baby that was punk rock. I and think that's a, a reasonable take, for sure. <laughs> um, and uh, I've gotten heat for that theory before, but that's because uh, I really think you made a really interesting point in your, in your postscript, which was that hardcore kind of took this weird, white, misogynist turn for punk rock. Um, and while it sort of fostered its underground nature and kept it going, it's it, it made it this sort of... They sort of became thysexists. Yeah, thysexists. <laughs> and it is the thysexist era of punk and hardcore for sure. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just, uh, I don't know. I, I wanted to get your 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 take on because you 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 touched on it pretty significantly in the book. But I wanted to talk a little bit because, like, you know, from my understanding as as an amateur punk historian who who wasted time writing papers about punk rock history in college before dropping out, um, was the drag queens in New York were hanging out being drag queens and then a bunch of bunch of rock and rollers came by and were like hey let do our makeup so we can be rock and rollers and then they did it and then punk rock happened <laughs> yeah it's a totally reasonable and accurate i think recollection yeah and um but the 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 gay scene in uh canada is something i wanted to to hear more about because you said that in the book you made the claim a bold claim mind you uh that there was a, a larger gay presence in the punk rock scene in Canada than there was anywhere else in the world. Yeah, because I mean, I think like obviously in New York, uh, you know, Max's and, and there's a, there's serious kind of punk roots in in uh, in the gay scene and sort of vice versa. And obviously, your point about Bowie and Iggy is you know accurate <laughs> and well taken. Um, but I think you know Toronto had a very particular atmosphere at that time. So I mean, right. around the time that you know New York was you know, developing sort of early proto-punk and, and then sort of like first, first wave punk bands, there were still kind of like dedicated rock and roll spaces right. that they were able to play. So you, you obviously had an intermingling of culture and especially kind of in Manhattan, just the way kind of the art scene existed at that time, they were, you know, absolutely connected. But especially in Toronto, I mean, you had punk bands developing at the exact same time, influenced by all the same... Uh, by the same sounds, by the same people, by the same movies, by the same bands. Um, but there really wasn't like rock centric venues. And so right. the most important venues for punk in Toronto at, at the sort of the, the beginning of the scene were all gay clubs. And it wasn't like a, pl a place like Max's where, you know, people were intermingling. It was like David's in Toronto was a gay club. Right. And it was one of the only places that would let punk bands play. And so you had this sort of uh, connection between uh, outsider cultures at that time, like ostracized from the mainstream. Yeah. You know, we obviously don't have to like remind ourselves or anyone listening to this sort of the, as bad as things are now that right. like the seventies in a lot of ways were worse for people. Yeah. And um, 
Yeah, so those scenes just like they really existed like in the exact same spaces. And in particular, the kind of defining proto-punk band in Toronto, this band called The Dishes, were like extremely gay. It was like their whole thing was like yeah. super Roxy music. Like They were called The Dishes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like a bunch of art students. And like, I don't think all of them, and it's like one of those things where like I've talked to those guys and I don't know, like not, not all of them want to talk about being being gay or not being gay. It's not like... They're not like a queer core band in that sense that it wasn't right. necessarily at the core of their identity. But like, you know, their singer was gay and, and and out and sort of very proud and other members of the band were gay. And that sort of, uh, you know, the community that they came from, in addition to sort of the art community and the punk community, you know, was also the gay community. And it's just sort of really interwoven in the DNA of the scene. And that's why queer core came from Toronto. Right. Um, which is like the gayest, punkest thing. Well, there you go. You backed up your claim. Exactly, um, yeah. I mean, I uh, wrote a book. Because right? I was going to say, well, Pansy Division, but... <laughs> but Pansy Division is like post uh, yeah. Fifth Column and everything that GB's, you know, represented. Yeah. So, like, for people that don't know, like, the the zine that defined queer core, um, which was a, uh, a product of uh, GB Jones and um, uh, Bruce LaBruce came out of Toronto and that was like the queer core manifesto. And that's where you get like, don't get me wrong, like lip wrist and pansy division and great, great queer core bands. Right. Don't necessarily come from Toronto, but the, the manifesto for that whole yeah. scene was written here. So yeah. And also became the later basis of the, um, the, the riot girl manifesto, the same yeah. kind of idea. Exactly. Yeah. Um, which I had a whole riot girl thing, uh, until I found out they hated trans people, which I am. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> is it one of those things where like, I, this is something I'm not aware of within that movement, but it was extremely. What's the word for that? Uh, what is it? Fucking turfs? Um, is that what that is? Yes. Is that a turf? Turfs. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, woke as fuck, my friend. Trans exclusionary radical feminists. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They were um, they, they had a catchphrase, uh, women born women. Um, oh, which, wow. OK. Yeah. Not not a not a very. um friendly place um no, but, uh, but you know yeah. we're progressing and i'm sure like I, I mean i can't say this for sure but i i would bet that like someone like kathleen hannah's politics have probably evolved with the times oh absolutely uh, kathleen hannah is probably one of the better out of that that whole crew um yeah and uh and then you have you know women like uh, laura jane grace coming on the scene and, and making this whole sort of like trans girl riot thing uh that being girl with three r's um yeah totally uh, making that uh, a very interesting can you, thing. Can because, you pronounce the all three R's? Yeah, trans girl riot. Ooh, um, <laughs> that's good. And you have to do that enunciation as well. It's got to sort yeah. of go up like that. Yes, because um, I mean, like at shows that I go to around here, there's a lot. There's a lot more trans women just in like jackets that that have like the trans symbol on it, and just like it's 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 becoming a safer place. I owe it for sure, almost entirely to against me. Um, yeah, which hundred percent. Yeah, which is you know they've always just been the raddest fucking band. I highly recommend her book if you haven't read it. It's um, amazing. Yes, for sure. Yeah, it it it's amazing for people who aren't trans. But if you are trans, you're just like, oh god, I'm gonna fucking die. <laughs> yeah. Um. Now, uh, another thing I wanted to talk about was um. You that's made so interesting. Sorry, can I ask? Can I ask a question? Absolutely. So, do you really feel like that's been because I've had this conversation, uh, like s separately and like uh, not myself being being trans about the importance of? I mean, obviously, like everyone knows that Laura is like very important, right? Uh, but like as Siscum, I can't always necessarily <laughs> like 
assume the importance of that and like how it sort of opened up the scene. Has that sort of been your experience like at shows that there are more people who are sort of comfortable and kind of, I guess, comfortable and confident and that 100%, the are more accepting? 100%. I think Laura Jane Grace is um, just an absolute pioneer and she has opened up the scene uh, into a sort of, it, it, it's very much like a riot girl kind of a movement, but with trans women. Yeah. And it's it's sort of opening up um, this, while I was still at school, this happened. She, she came out when I was in high school and then um, uh, True Trans Soul Rebel uh, came out uh, when I was in college. And so um, that like happened all around me. And the, you know, when you're in that sort of academic scene, you're into the whole, all the conversations and the discourse and whatever. And everyone's a totally. very big fan of the word discourse itself. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, and that totally revolutionized things. It, people started talking about fourth wave feminism, which is, you know, like gender inclusion for all, including men's rights and trans rights and women's mm -hmm. rights. It's gender liberation means liberation for all genders. And I think that was one of the big kicking points like that. And then Tumblr culture and just sort of people getting woke to these ideas um, and not Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> I was about to yeah, say when when yeah. he had said I don't actually know who's in, I can't actually say who's important to the community. I was gonna go. I know it's probably Caitlyn Jenner, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like that's what the news says. Yeah, that's what I learned from watching uh, television. So yeah, was, yeah. television yeah. never lies. No, television uh, can't yep. lie. But um, yeah, it's, no. it's illegal. That's true. Yeah, they can't do it. <laughs> Absolutely. And you can quote me on that. Uh, I, as a trans woman in the scene, 100% believe that Laura Jane Grace has opened the doors for trans people to come yeah. into the punk scene. I think history will look back on that moment as being like really meaningful, which is great. It's like great yeah. to have seen that that shift for sure. Absolutely. Now, uh, switching gears slightly, um, and I promise this won't be an entirely academic discussion, but I, I am suddenly very into this. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, you had mentioned, uh, now we're moving a little bit into aesthetic theory here. Um, you had mentioned in the beginning of the book, you, you said something that I've never heard a punk rocker admit to before, um, which was that punk rock is a uh, aggressively aesthetic Identity. It's a very aggressive. I don't. I forget the exact words you use, but you said it's a. It's a. It's a movement that's very focused on aesthetics. Yeah, and, totally. And I, I. And when you said that, I was like, yeah, absolutely. But like everyone I've ever heard is like, you know, H two O. It's like, what happened to the passion? Passion before fashion, and like, yeah. you know. But like that's really. It came out of. It came out of drag scenes and like you know glam rock and like all these things and like art scenes and and the the attention to detail and the sort of growing uniformity of the punk rock look and like the attention to like colors and then the rejection of these sort of like modern and postmodern approaches to music where everything has to sound perfect and they sort of were like no how about just feeling into a microphone as loud as possible and maybe even as fast as possible yeah totally i mean i think the, the thing is that, I, you know, I guess it all kind of becomes codified at some point and mm -hmm. then people sort of rage against that. But I mean, obviously, like if one of the pioneers of your movement is like, you know, Vivian Westwood and, you know, like the, however you feel about them, it's like the Sex Pistols were you know, like formed to sell clothes. I mean, so that's like in the end, the roots of a movement. I mean, the Ramones had a uniform. That was a huge part of the appeal. Yeah. And, you know. Punk does this thing where it sort of goes through various iterations and everyone kind of imagines that their sliver of it is the truest and the only one that uh, that matters. But I mean, the fact is, like, 
It's no, it's absolutely an aesthetic movement. And yeah. even like the art and sort of philosophical movements that are at its core. Like, I mean, I, I really like the sort of Grail Marcus idea that it's basically this sort of extension of Dadaism. And I mean, like, those are all hmm. like philosophies that are obsessed with aesthetics. Like it, yeah. it's 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 all it's all there. And I think to pretend otherwise is completely insane. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, Charlie, Charlie, in preparation for this, put on... Dressed, if there's going to be art on of yeah. me if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, if you're watching it on SoundCloud, go to the... There's going to be art of you as well, done Hell by an yeah. authentic Canadian. Yes, no uh, doubt. You have a my, Canadian drawing me? Yeah, yes. my friend Sim, who we I, when I went to, uh, when I, when I went to Toronto, it was for her birthday. We got, she's... Happy birthday, Sim. That was in, uh, in, uh, in... Valentine's Day. Better but, late uh, than never. Better late than never. It's That's it's true. also possible that Haley might just take quite a while to. It's edit also this. possible that I will be a lazy ass. Yeah. Um. But <laughs> what I was saying was the art of me, which was uh, drawn by my girlfriend, who uh, is Russian. We 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 just have a whole multinational team. Yeah, you guys are really like breaking down barriers. It's great. <laughs> so uh, the art of me there, I I attempted to to the best I could. To dress up as that art of me for yes. the sake of this interview, and uh, it's kind of funny because um, in 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 the picture we are dressed in a dichotomy that I wanted to bring up: jean jackets versus leather jackets. Discuss. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the 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 reason I am illustrated in a denim jacket. There is that I am a vegetarian. Uh, so <laughs> that was oh, a, a conscious choice on behalf of Excellent. both both Haley so and is an ethical choice as opposed to an aesthetic choice. It Haley, is an what, ethical choice. What about you? Are you a, a oh? Gene it's an or ethical choice as well as leather jackets suck. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I am I I am not a vegetarian, and I also have a leather jacket that has saved me from many a Nazi's blade. So I'm kind of a, a fan of said jacket. It is there you the, go. the jacket that kept me quite safe throughout the whole scene. And uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's definitely my um, somebody called it my somebody somebody called it. Uh, punk rock body armor once. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's Is, a good description. Are you going to tell him your cool punching story? Um, I could tell you my cool punching story. I alluded to it before, which is where uh, a bunch of like skinhead fucks um, were were causing trouble at the at a show I was at in a backyard show, and uh, they were getting pushy with me because I was like a skinny little weird queer kid with eyeliner and a mohawk, and like they were like faggot, blah blah blah, and uh, and. I just smacked him <laughs> with my water bottle, my metal water bottle, right in the head. Um, and it floored him because it was heavy and full of water. <laughs> and then his two buddies were going to jump me. But then my two buddies, who were like 6'4 and like 300 pounds, uh, backed me up. <laughs> And it just became this little like throw the Nazis out of the out of the party. One of them got thrown over a fence. Uh, the other one ran away, and the one I hit was just on the floor. And then they handed me a bottle of Jameson, and then we went inside. <laughs> and it sounds like a good night at punk show. Yeah. <laughs> our friend Sean calls that Haley's cool punching story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he says I got a story. Uh, as well, it's not a cool punching story like yours. That's how he talks. Yes, that's how he talks. <laughs> cool punching story. It's good. It's a cool punching. Like that's that's it. That's exactly how I would define that story. For it's sure. a cool punching story. It's a cool punching story. Um, but yeah, no, I was uh, I was 
the the main point of the the jean jacket leather jacket thing I was talking about is just because like as you were describing things in uh, in in the book, it just seemed like Canada just had this whole like well they don't use leather jackets they have jean jackets there and they put safety pins in those. Uh, I well I actually all of my denim jackets were inherited. Um, mm-hmm. I've never purchased oh. a denim jacket. I so just, it it I runs have, in your jeans. It oh, oh that's good that's good. It's oh that's good. I don't even. I have to. I have to literally as soon as we're done recording this, call my mom and be like, "Hey, you know how I have all your denim jackets? Guess they run in my jeans." You have to legally. You're and then my mom so. will be like, "Hey, it's nine p.m. and I'm a teacher, so I'm asleep. Goodbye." Yeah. <laughs> Why do you call we always do this? Yeah, I mean the the jean jacket. I mean it is. It's you know the jean jacket, the jeans. It's the Canadian tuxedo. It's not a mm-hmm. clever name. It's how everyone dresses up here. Like Joe Shithead from DOA is kind of like our, you know, Johnny or Joey Ramone, our, right. you know, Sid Vicious, um, but not as problematic. In fact, he like runs for the Green Party here. <laughs> but he's like he he is an icon of you know denim, and that yeah. is that's our whole vibe. So well, much respect. Is to that the, because to the denim? Denims. Does denim grow in Canada? Do you have a lot of denim farms? We have a lot of, uh, we've got rivers of denim. Rivers oh. of denim. Oh, okay. So it's like a liquid that you have to. Yeah. Right, that's so a, here's. It's in its liquid form. And then we have to, uh, there's a whole process that, that puts it into a solid. Uh, and then. Uh, it may or may not involve maple syrup. <laughs> exactly. It's a whole, there's a lot of rubbing. And then, and then it turns into its gaseous form and just goes away from you. And that's the life cycle of a denim jacket. Aww. Canadian. So beautiful. Canadian yeah, yeah. <laughs> I um so that brings me to my next question. Hey, um, should I move to Canada? Because America is a flaming garbage fire right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I I am, you know, to the left of you know, like even the kind of Canadian political mainstream. And there's a lot of like- So you and Rob Ford didn't hang out much? We did not, we did not hang out. Rob Rob Ford and I had a complicated relationship like many people. I'm from the same suburb, like sort of on the West end of Toronto as Rob Ford. Really? And uh, yeah, Rob Ford was a really good city councilor um, and a really, really awful mayor. But, you know, in terms of like what, a, a city councilor is supposed to do. He was really good at it. There's all these stories, and and this is I don't know why I'm defending Rob Ford here, but I just <laughs> think it's I think it's interesting because people who only ever saw the crack tape, like, and right. don't get me wrong, like I never voted for him. I was mortified when he was elected. The entire time he was mayor, it was just like it was a, a fucking shit show. But there was like, a, by example, there was a used punk record store downtown in Toronto, so nowhere near where Rob Ford was a city councilor and the city had instituted some new bylaw around selling secondhand goods. And it was just one of those like unnecessarily complicated laws that ended up accidentally punishing all these small business owners, including this small punk record store uh, in, in a cool part of downtown Toronto. So this, this guy calls his city councilor, who's like a super left-leaning you know, like really progressive city councilor can't even get the guy on the phone. Can't get anyone to return his calls. He's going to have to like shut down his record store because he's been levied with this massive fine by someone from the city who's just interpreting the letter of this law. And he eventually is like, you know, I've read a bunch of stuff about how Rob Ford like 
fights for his constituents or whatever. I'm just going to call Rob Ford. So he calls Rob Ford. Rob Ford comes to the record store, like deals with all the red tape and basically makes it so this guy goes from owing tens of thousands of dollars, which would have shut down the best punk record store in Toronto to like he owed a hundred bucks or something. What? And So you're saying Rob Ford is a punk rock hero? <laughs> Rob Ford is a man of the people. Like that is, that is true. And that's why he like, did drugs and hung out in crack dens. Like, because <laughs> the people was... would be like, oh, shoot, it's Mayor Rob Ford. You want some crack? And he'll be like, hey, people, okay. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Like, he, he was just uh, a real yes man. Um, <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, but yeah, it's, it was such a, such a trip, man. Such a sorry, trip. sorry for getting you on that tangent. You were saying you're to the left of most Canadian. Oh, yeah. Politics. Should I move to Canada? Yeah. So, I mean, here, here's the thing. Like, there's all this really, I think, ugly back padding that happens in this country where, yes, your country is so fucked, so <laughs> outrageously, inexplicably fucked. But Canada has a lot of problems, and we sometimes ignore them in favor of just feeling really good about ourselves in right. relation to what is happening to you. I mean, and it's kind of easy to do. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It's really easy. But you guys had a really good election. Uh, I mean, yesterday, I don't know when this podcast will go up, but, you know. That's true. You had Actually, a, you the had a, first, a trans uh, Yeah, first person. transgender assemblywoman ever elected yeah. to Virginia, yeah. And she you... beat the guy who made the fucking bathroom law. So, yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, dude, it was a good day. Okay, it's not in just case that she were... won, she beat a, a full-on villain in the story of trans rights in America. I mean, yeah. It, you, there will be a great movie about that oh, one day. Wow. Let's make that movie. Let's make that movie. Oh, I want to make that movie. And but so, what I was going to say is just in case the word yesterday uh, doesn't work, you could give us options by just having you uh, record every number. <laughs> number of, of days. Uh, just every number <laughs> and then say days ago. So we're going to yeah. need... Uh, we're gonna need one through nine, and then, <laughs> and then, uh, and then integral. Yeah, and then or uh, one, one through one through six, and one, then no, integers one through, of weeks. One through yeah. Yeah. So can you and record that for us just real quick so we can splice that in? No problem. <laughs> and now here's Mr. Black. You know, you just do the whole thing. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, yeah. So okay, this is a very specific question that yes. I have, but it 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 jarred me when I was listening to it so much that I had to write it down because I was like, wait, what does he mean? And I tried to Google it and then I was like, wait a minute, I'm gonna talk to this guy. I can just ask him. Yeah. Um, so in chapter 13. <laughs> oh man, yeah, this is no. great. Cause like, I have not thought, like this book came out, I think five five years ago maybe. Oh, and it came out just yesterday for me. I know, um, no, it's great. It came I out just. just <laughs> dub that in later. Yeah, right. that. Now you have to do uh, uh, all all the days. Uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. It came out saying. six years ago. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So in chapter thirteen, uh, you were talking about Bryden um, showing up and taking over uh, uh, Star Records. Star Records in Hamilton. Yeah. Yes, and you said he walked in there and just went all Charles Marlowe on them. Now, <laughs> Charlie's name is Charles Marlowe. <laughs> And I wanted to know who is Charles Marlowe and what is going Charles Marlowe? Charles Marlowe is the character from uh, the Joseph Conrad novel. Yeah. Uh, oh wow! So you knew this? Oh yeah, and I only got it once, and w because I've introduced myself to everyone I've ever met. Okay. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Wait, sorry, that sentence was unintentional, but I love it, so I'm gonna say it again. Yeah. Okay. yeah I've introduced no, myself to. 
when I was dropping out of college, the last person I needed to talk with before it was all completed right. and I wasn't enrolled anymore, I s decided to just throw a Charles Marlowe like the Joseph Conrad. And he goes, right, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. So the only guy who ever that was the first thought to pop into his head was the only person I was ever like, I'm dropping out of college, but it's okay because I'm an intellectual. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yes, I, I, so that was the he's reference. not talking about me, unless you are, I don't want to speak for you. Well, this is it. I was actually talking about that exact moment in your life. So it was a okay, very specific well. reference to the one time that someone referenced Charles Marlowe when Here's you the introduced yourself. Here's the great part about that. That was 2011 and you said the book came out, uh, five years ago. That's actually, so it would actually be The like timeline possible. works out. <laughs> the timing works out, right? I know. I'm not lying to you. I also, despite knowing that, are you um, calling our guest a liar? What are you calling? No. Are you calling Sam Southern a liar? No, no. I feel like he's confirming. I'm confirming my story. Here. <laughs> okay, <laughs> despite knowing that the character. Okay, so in the movie, the character is not named uh, Charles Marlowe in okay. the movie Apocalypse Now. I don't know. I don't know anything about Apocalypse Now other than it's based on a book where a dude is my name. So. <laughs> That's um, the extent of your... A man <laughs> smells napalm around the morning smell, time. He did smell napalm. And um, there, there are a lot of shots of Marlon Brando from the shoulders up because he refused to wear pants. Yeah. <laughs> I did read that. I don't know if it's necessarily true, but I want it to be. Can that be like, in your right, um, Mar Marlon Brando? Can you put some? Can you put some? No. <laughs> can that be in your uh, your spinoff show? Uh, this doesn't exist. <laughs> Episode one: Marlon Brando's pants. Marlon Brando. Yeah, exactly. Marlon All Brando did stuff like that in his later years. Yeah, he was. There, crazy was, there was a point where he just shows up on set in uh, on. Uh, I'm blanking out on what the movie was called. He shows up on set the with Godfather. No, with he had to sign. I had to specifically sign a contract that said he wouldn't do this stuff. But in one movie, he does show up on set in uh, with an ice bucket on his head, and uh, they're like, "All right, take it off. We're going to do the scene." And he says, "I quit the movie," and they went, "Okay, so we can have starring Marlon Brando in our movie." Action, <laughs> and the 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 uh, mini me character in Austin Powers is based off that same movie where he befriended <laughs> a small person in the area where they were shooting, had him made an outfit that looked exactly like his costume from the movie, and says, "I will only do this scene if my friend here gets to do the same things <laughs> while yeah. dressed as me." It's the adaptation of Island of Dr. Moreau. And there's That's an amazing, right! You got it! Yeah, yeah. There's an amazing documentary about it called Island of Lost Souls, I, I need think. to watch that. Yeah. It's, I refuse to do this scene unless you let me keep this ice bucket on my head. I can't even. So yeah, I'm assuming, was, is that yeah, what going Charles Marlowe is? Well, yeah, like in the context, obviously, of, um, the you book, know, yeah. Heart of Darkness, you know, Marlowe oh. sort of shows up in an attempt to kind of like organize like bring order to the chaos of the mission the chaos of the jungle ultimately mm -hmm. the sort of chaos that kurtz has sort of brought um so i guess the implication there is that the the bands like the teenage head were yeah. sort of uh very uh very mr kurtz and uh you know running rampant through this record store 
yeah, I think that, that that's what that's, I meant. Obviously. I mean, that's a solid metaphor that was lost on me. So um, I had obviously like just reread the book though, or something, because it's like a bit of a stretch. Like when you say it to me now, I'm like, why did I say it? like? Well, what, yeah, and the most surreal part about it for her is that her best friend's name is Charles Marlowe, and that name has no other significance to her. Yeah. So uh, I was not named after that book. I was named after Charlotte's Web. But, <laughs> oh, okay. Another great book. Less disturbing, less racist. Less well, disturbing and less racist. It is about farmers, so in America, you don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, <laughs> it's all under the surface in America. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. So, it going Charles Milo could also mean making a bunch of dumb jokes while you're you're trying to do a freaking interview with like a guy. <laughs> With a guy, yeah. With a guy from Canada. I don't think Charles Marlowe was, like, especially funny. <laughs> I don't know if that was, like, Wait. a huge part of his character, yeah. <laughs> Just like... joking all up the river, you know? Mm-hmm. Just joking all around. Hey, what's the deal with the Viet Cong? <laughs> exactly. Um, but, um, so... Now, I wanted to talk about... <laughs> You had mentioned you'd referred to Sid Vicious as a cartoon character <laughs> at one point. His last yeah. name is Vicious. You said you said the Sex Pistols decided to replace their bassist with a cartoon character, which led to the breakup of the band, which is true. But like, I no one said it. No one said it, and I just everyone love, knows it. I love the image of just like. All right, you got Johnny Rodden, and he's there, and he's got the band, and they're going up on stage, and they're all fucking grungy, and everyone's fucking super angry and drunk and pissed and destroy, and then and the fucking Roger Rabbit bounces up with a bass. Left is a very powerful thing! <laughs> it would be good, it's true. I think they really missed out by not having, yeah, like full-on animation. They uh, yeah. On stage, like, like, like uh, they animate Sid Vicious. Yeah, like uh, like the Japanese um, like synthetic pop stars. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's it's really like pre Vocaloid weird, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, cartoon. Sid Vicious was a proto anime Vocaloid character. That's yeah, that's, that's the, a thing that exactly. Sam Sutherland said. That means this exists. <laughs> it's true. It at least means thy sexist. <laughs> And that's a callback. Hey, if, yeah, you, if, classic, you use, right? if you use the thy sexist joke in your show, you have to credit us because this has happened to us before. It's oh, true. Yeah. We made a joke. And then we made a joke with one of the cast members from Nostalgia Critic on our show. And then uh, in a later Nostalgia Critic review, they used the same joke. Ooh. And we were like, I mean, I'm flattered. We were 60% flattered. 40% kind of pissed. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, oh. to be totally honest, since I think, I don't remember when it was, whenever I got a custom URL on YouTube, because you don't see it when they're separate. Like you don't see the word sexist. Right. And this exists. <laughs> but then the minute it's a URL, you're like, whoa, hold Wait up. a second. My show is named Thy Sexist. Yeah. Well, like, actually, I remember I went to, um, I was going to my therapist and then he just like dropped this on me. He was like, um, I had a patient once that w always referred to me as a psychologist. And I, I told her one day, I was like, you know, I'm not technically a psychologist. I'm a therapist. And she was like, yeah, but I don't want to say that because it spells the rapist. And he oh, was yeah. like, oh, fuck. 
Fuck. <laughs> That's a joke from Celebrity Jeopardy it on is, Saturday yeah. Night Live. Is it? I'll yeah. take the rapist for 600, oh, Alex. Jesus. That's therapist. The, the, the therapist. penis mightier is... is the penis uh, mightier. Will it really make my penis mightier, Trebek? I'm going to take Jap anus relations. <laughs> That's correct, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Man, Saturday Night Live was terrible. Uh, I'll <laughs> take yeah. thy sexist for 600. <laughs> Oh man. That would be this exists. <laughs> yeah. Sean Connery. Bring back Daryl Hammond. Bring <laughs> back Daryl Hammond. He's that he isn't he the announcer now? Because uh Yeah, yeah, because uh oh my god. It's Saturday night live! Musical guest! <laughs> <Musical> guest. <laughs> Roger good. Rabbit with a bass! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, jeez. This went off the Live rails. Live from New York, it's Saturday night! <laughs> okay, sorry. All righty. No, Back that's to... a good one, man. Like, I'm, I'm impressed. It's like he's here. <laughs> it's like he's here right now. It's like you were alive and with us today. <laughs> oh, man. Um, wow. Great. One of the greatest films of all time, though. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's got so many things. It's about, it's about the actual uh, introduction of the... The highways that replaced uh, California's public transit. Yeah. But it's also about goofy cartoon men. Yeah, it's also about Doom. Judge Doom. About It's about watching goofy cartoon animals horrifically die. Yeah, yeah totally. I mean, I think the, the transition from just Christopher Lloyd into the cartoon Judge Doom when he says, like, no, Wait, can like, I can I do it? Can I, I do it real brother? quick? Can I? Yeah, I, I ahead, do a please. very good Christopher Lloyd it's as well. He does. Hang on, I'm so, gonna turn okay, the volume yeah, down. Turn the volume bit. down. All right. Uh, is it okay? Or am I yeah, gonna wake up your parents? No, you're good. All right. Uh, remember me, Eddie? When I killed your brother, and I sounded just like this. <laughs> oh, I forgot to turn my mic down. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and it clipped. I'm sorry about your ears. No, that's fine. That was really good. That was <laughs> Thank really you, good. Thank you, Sam Sutherland. But we're here to talk about you. Speaking <laughs> no, of talking to talk about, about you. That impression, like, you hit every note on the way up. That was incredible. I'm glad to have been a part of that. I Every time you hear me speak in a voice that isn't that high, it's me being like, I should probably speak a little deeper. <laughs> like you're trying really hard? I am. It's definitely true. <laughs> yeah. Um... No, actually, yeah, it was. Uh, it's 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 always an entertaining romp through the woods. With actually, the first time I hung out with Charlie, we met at um, the Upright Citizens Brigade uh, in New York um, in a sketch writing class, and he uh, like the first like the first or second time we hung out together, he was like, I was like, well, you're a voice actor, right? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, all right, go Super Saiyan. Well, you're a voice actor and you're really loud. Yeah, we're in the car alone. <laughs> go Super yeah. Saiyan. And so we did. And I was like, solid. Um, don't do it now. <laughs> No, I, I was just going to say, I like, I mean, okay, whatever, and then screamed at the top of my lungs. Yeah. But, um... It's a gift. Right. It's truly a gift. It's, all right. it's truly, all right. truly... I, you, have, you have no need to, to butter me up. We're not going to kick you off if you don't. No, it was all smoke and butter. It's the themes of the <laughs> podcast, man. I'm down. Sam's going to go home, and he's going to... Well, you're probably home, and he's going to go outside to his... Are you married? I am, yes. So he's going to go to his wife. Uh, I'm assuming it's a woman? Yes. Okay, so he's going to go to his wife, and he's going to say, Hey, honey, I have to take a shower. I'm filled with smoke and covered with butter. <laughs> and then she's going to go, Oh, um. <laughs> yeah. Did you become podcast. a lobster? Did a you become a lobster? Crazy podcast. Yeah. Kids yeah. in New Jersey, man. A lot um, happened. <laughs> she, I'm sorry, I'm... 
She didn't make us drink coffee beforehand. I did. I'm usually a very hyper person, but she's like, but we got to have Timmy's. No, I really, I appreciated earlier. Uh, I mean, people don't realize this. You guys were on video chat for just sort of the beginning. So I could see your denim jacket and your, uh, and your Timmy's. And I felt uh, like I was talking to someone just across across the table at the local coffee shop. Oh, beautiful. Now, that reminds me, that brings me all the way back to what I was saying in the beginning. New Jersey has convenience store culture. Is it safe to say that Canada has uh, donut shop culture? <laughs> so w describe that. To, I mean, I feel like I know what you're saying, but I just want to so make sure that I get culture. You go to eat something at the convenience store and have then you, have you, you seen smoke clerks? outside. And then oh, when you're yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've, clerks. I'm actually looking at a copy of Clerks right now and two copies of Mallrats, which like, I don't know why I needed Mallrats. <laughs> the, the, the New Jersey based movies are just surrounding you as you're talking to <laughs> That's us. it. Yeah. It's, again, I, I'm so in the same way that you're embracing my culture. I'm embracing your culture. Well, I can see you. a copy of Dogma. Um, oh, this is yeah. a beautiful. This is a beautiful experience that yeah. we're all having right now. It's, we're, this see, is the real Thanksgiving. I can this see is the real Thanksgiving. Both Jay and Bob uh, strike back, and Jay and Silent Bob do Degrassi, which was the run that Kevin Smith did uh, on Degrassi <laughs> here. Again. Well, okay, so I know you know mostly we're we're trying to interview you, and she did have a question just now, but. Real quick, I got to show off Roger Rabbit, Christopher Lloyd. You got to hear this, Jay. You uh, got to hear this, Jay. Okay, I got to do my Jay now? Just yes. real quick, and then we'll get back to okay. actually asking him about his right. show and book and right. journalism career. All right, if I do Jay, though, you have to do Silent Bob. All right, so you want me to not talk? Yeah. That's going to be a little <laughs> difficult for me. <laughs> All right. What's up, bitches? What's up, sluts? I'll fuck anything that moves. I'll go down on you, suck you. Ew, no, I'm not a faggot. I love women. <laughs> that was good. That's How, really what did good. you think of my what did you think of my silent bob? I found it very compelling at the time. Absolutely. At the time. <laughs> in retrospect, not so great. Kind yeah, of lacking. I'm just like I don't know that history will necessarily recognize it as one of the better silent bobs, but it was it was a, that was a solid J. Okay, wait, wait. Okay, in that case, do you uh want to hear my my harpo then <laughs> yeah just i want i want them all i want all those <laughs> all right and i also do a great the poop smith from homestar runner i'm not sure if you're familiar oh yeah totally okay here we go <laughs> all at the same time no yeah, less wow yeah, i can and do that, the, all three I... characters interacting this is this is silent bob harpo and the poop smith just just what they would say if they were ever to meet You know, and I'm hearing notes of, of Chaplin in The Great Dictator there as well. There is oh, a little Great a, Dictator. Some, I think, you know. You've studied the silent greats then. Yeah. Course, well, I mean, it's time to bring The Great Dictator back. No. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> the movie, I not mean, the subject did. matter. I already did, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, dear. I mean, oh I mean, the movie's relevant again is what I was attempting to say yes. and accidentally said, hey, <laughs> let's bring The Great Dictator back. <laughs> Let me. Yeah. Okay. Um, Sorry. So, so convenience store. <laughs> so yeah. So do so donut shop culture because that's another course, big yeah, yeah. Uh, theme throughout the um, the entire book is that a lot of these great meetings of the the Canadian punk rock world the the for the formations of many of these great bands happened in a Tim Hortons. Oh yeah, it's just they're everywhere. I mean, in general, like. Tim Hortons culture kind of transcends. So old people like retirees, they just hang out at the Tim Hortons. In particular, in the suburbs, the parking lots are sort of epicenters of like teen bullshit. So, oh, so it is Friday the night, yeah, okay. You know, they'll just be like 
two dozen, three dozen cars in the parking lot. And that's just where kids hang out is they just like hang out around their cars in the Tim Hortons parking lot. That's... It's, it's so pervasive. Like it's, and it's anywhere. It's like, you'll get it in Etobicoke, you get it in Woodbridge, you go like out to Timmins. There's kids hanging out in the Tim Hortons parking lot. They're just the Timmins Timmies. <laughs> the Timmins Timmies. Yeah. The we, we, Timmies. we, we have a town called uh, Mawa in New Jersey, but unfortunately there, there is no... There are no Wawa's in the Mawa. Uh, yeah. There is a Timmins Timmy, which I'm happy about. A Timmins Timmies. There's no Mawa Wawa. No. The, there is a Wawa in Canada, and I think it's in Ontario. And uh, across the sort of Trans-Canada Highway, <laughs> there's all these... Uh, the biggest thing... I mean, you guys have this in, in the States as well, like yeah. the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota, famously... Uh, Sung by, by Weird Al, sure. Yes, the the boy himself. So we've got like a big chair and a big, you know, Sudbury has a big nickel and Wawa has a massive goose just off the highway. So that's <laughs> a little a fact Canadian for you. Goose, no less. Now, like, I yeah. find it interesting that Haley is in central Jersey and uh, there's a Timmy's right near her and you are in Ontario and there is... Uh, uh, Wawa. Yeah. I think we need to put those back. I think they <laughs> yeah, got think they got, got mixed yeah, up. They got swapped. Yeah, it's no good. It's like uh, yeah, the fly. Like something got mixed in. The <laughs> and then there's you know. a Jeff Goldblum part Wawa, part Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah, this sort of Jeff Goldblum Brundle, Brundle Wawa. Of, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's he's actually when, Jeff Goldblum Brundle Wawa is starring in Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah. Thor Ragnarok sounds like a part of a fly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what I was saying was when I went to Toronto, uh, I was visiting Sim, who is, I think it's fair to say, I don't think she'll be offended watching this to see her art. She's kind of a shut in. So I didn't really get to see Toronto per se. Mm. And then we were driving to the airport and I'm like, I don't have any pictures of me outside from this whole trip. Yeah. And we drove past uh, Tim Hortons and I'm like, pull over the car, pull over the car. So there is a single photograph of me. And that in front of a Tim Hortons, and that is the only evidence that I have ever left New Jersey. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, yeah, no, it really is. I haven't been to Canada since I was a kid. We went on like a road trip up to Nova Scotia. Um, back Nova before Scotia's you needed great. a passport then. Back yeah. before we needed a passport, yeah. Um, Nova Scotia is beautiful. We stayed at a little campgrounds and saw the Northern Lights, and it was just a, it was a magical time. That's and, awesome. Um, yeah. Canada's great. Actually, a friend of mine, I'm going to give her a shout out right now. Devin um, lives What's up, just Devin? outside. Of, yeah, she lives just outside of Vancouver. Sick. And um, and she uh, she she's from uh, Connecticut. And I was drawn to her originally because she's just kind of like a mean person. Um, mm. Not in a bad way. Like it's the most um, endearing meanness you've ever seen. Um, it's the kind of like let's sit around at the mall and just like uh, silently judge people kind of mean. So she introduced yeah, yeah. she introduced me and Devin when and uh, I Devin said, finally came down. Yeah, and so I said, hey, uh, Devin, this is Charlie, the nicest boy in New Jersey. Uh, Charlie, this is Devin, the meanest girl in Canada. <laughs> if you re if you remember earlier, Sam, I I have introduced myself to every person I've ever met. That's you, true. That's part of your identity, and I respect that. Um, but yeah, no, it's funny. She like she came out as soon as she came out of the airport. The first thing she yelled at me in my car was, "Well, first she said it's so good to see you, and then she gave me a small beaver dressed like a mountie, uh, and then she screamed at me. People in Canada actually wait in line for the bus. <laughs> <laughs> wait, so it's they true. get on We're one by one, one, not yeah, one like... by one, not just pushed in. And she oh would like gosh. she just ran in front and just jumped on the bus like. <laughs> And then she like realized she's a super villain in Canada. <laughs> we know all about her actually. We've all talked about her. She's uh, <laughs> she's a real thorn in our collective side. 
<laughs> when my when my cousin went to um, uh, Quebec, um, he he pointed out that he was the only one that would cross while it said "Don't walk," but there were no cars coming. And then all the natives would first just stare at him like, "What is he doing?" Realize there were no cars coming and start walking with him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! Am I pronouncing that right, Quebec? Yeah, no, Quebec. That's it. Yeah. Okay, I've, I'm trying to I'm trying to adjust my normal. Yeah, so that we can we can blend in when we move. Yeah, because yeah, if, no, I, if I if they hear the me, is it is is it Toronto or Toronto? I heard to- it was Toronto. Yeah, it's it's like you can say Toronto, Toronto, or you can just say tr- Toronto. It's just it gets shortened as much as possible. It's like so if Toronto's Tron the movie had like a cool nickname down at the local bar, and they were like, "Hey, Toronto." Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have. Uh, something with the New Jersey dialect where we the word mountain we pronounce maybe three letters in yeah it. it's, it's, a, a, it's a mountain it's a mountain <laughs> a mountain <laughs> a mountain um, so oh, I had something I was gonna say all right so um, Sam yes I have a game for you yes um, I've made this game uh, it took me a while to come up with uh, all the bits and uh, I want to I want to play this game with you okay it's called um, is it a punk lyric or just some edgelord on the internet. Oh, okay, this is great. I can't okay. wait to find out what a poser I am because I'm not going to recognize something that's going to be awful. Yeah, I, hope, I uh, hope. She played this game with me earlier, and despite all the all the denim, uh, I don't know anything about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, I didn't. I don't think I got one right. Yes. So um, you got one right. You got one right. I excuse me. I I, I think it's time to celebrate me then. Yeah. <laughs> He's the true punk hero. Should be feted. Yes, absolutely. So I'm going to... Now we're playing the game. Oh, wow. You get sound effects. This is amazing. Yeah. No, I just have three We bells. also have this one, but it's... it's it's You can't really figure out what it's supposed to be. <laughs> um. So, all right. Edgelord or punk rock lyric. Okay. Uh, the problem with this world is that no one drinks whiskey from the skulls of their enemies anymore. Uh, edge edge lord like it doesn't sound like a lyric to me correct yeah oh so wait is this going to have to be the incorrect buzzer yes yes <laughs> <laughs> all right so number two uh i feel it in my heart that if i had a gun i'd want to kill somebody Ooh. uh i don't recognize it but it feels like i could imagine someone shouting that over some earth crisisy shit so i'm gonna go ahead and say lyric Yes, that is from Black Flag's My War. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right. Um, I want to be stereotyped. I want to be classified. I it's want to lyric. be a clone. It's a lyric. It's the yes. Descendants. Descendants Suburban Home. Correct. The Descendants, the Disney Channel original movie That's about correct. Jafar yeah. and Cruella DeVille's offsprings. That's right. I'm not the offsprings either. All right. Uh, I, went to, I went to church today undercover for the devil, some would say. I mean, again, the rhyme makes me think lyric, but, like, I'm not going to tell you who it is. Ooh, unfortunately, that's a very clever edgelord. <laughs> that's a clever edgelord. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, Alrighty. Well, I don't feel like a poser because I didn't know who, so it's fine. She, I'm covered. She tried her hardest to find any edgelords, edgelords, that, rhyme. edgelords that rhyme. Yes. Oh, rhyming, rhyming edgelords. Okay, so it was, it's good. So can stop looking for that as a... Yes, uh, that's that was my, I. That's my red herring. Oh, okay, this is good though. Okay, her All right. hair. No. All right. So the uh, the newsmen are lying, drawing lines like black and white. 
I don't know. I don't know. You got to you got to name one. You just just pick one. one. You got a 50/50 okay. chance. Uh lyric, lyric. Feels yes. musical. Feels musical. That is DOA the enemy. Oh, okay. <laughs> you almost just sacrificed all Canadian punk credibility you've ever accomplished. I know. It's crazy. Then yeah, Amazon like, would have just immediately pulled your book. <laughs> Hearing Perfect, things out of context, dude. like the Descendants one is easy because he literally says it like at the start oh, yeah. of the song. Whereas like devoid of context, I'm just swimming in shit. I'm very bad at karaoke also. <laughs> all right. So when are we going to do karaoke with Simpson? <laughs> I think yeah. eventually. Uh, all right. Um, I may look calm and nice, but in my mind, I've already killed you twice. That feels edgelordy. Definitely an edgelord, correct. Yeah. Alrighty. Since I no longer wear a badge, stand your ground works for me. Oh, edgelord? Edgelord. Also edgelord, correct. Yeah. Alright. I don't know if there's any punk that, like, reference, because I assume that's a reference to, like, a, the stand your ground laws that allow... Uh, your people to kill like that's correct <laughs> black teens or whatever indeed yes our, our people <laughs> oh. so, sorry oh no blow so you people <laughs> oh no I commit all those murders this savage society to the south you know what of I've me. learned from this interview what I'm moving to Canada I'm done oh. with this country I give up I quit I quit America I know you know what though Canada's got racist cops Canada's got we've got it all man it's it's still bad here <laughs> Canada's got racist cops we've got it all come, <laughs> come visit Toronto in that sense you'll be very comfortable here because yeah, yeah it's not okay. like that much of an adjustment from a policing standpoint Good. It's cold, Good. though. It is cold. I like the cold, though. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, let's move on. Uh, sit in a hot bathtub, raise a blade, and slit your wrists. Watch your life fade to black. Oh, I know it, but I don't know it, but it's a lyric. Yes, that is. What is it? Choking what? victim suicide. The yeah. better way. There we go. Um, deep in there. Oh, yeah. I'm a person just like you. But I've got better things to do. Minor threat. Yes, that is minor threat. Straight edge. Sorry, I've been, I've been, I've been slacking on the bell. All right, you got the bell. I got the sound effects. Okay, your sound I got effects the, guy. The spirit of the bell for sure. <laughs> okay, all right. I can't wait for the government to crash so I can watch stupidity die in a t timely manner. Hmm, feels edge lordy to me. That's an edge lord. Yes. I'm a, I'm a secret edge lord, by the way. I got a whole yeah. You did just, what? What would? What did he just say seconds earlier? The the uh, be, the soul of the bell. Yes. The, he did say the soul of the bell. So yeah. that's edge lord. Yeah, Not. Right. Uh, don't need your bloody religions or anything else because I want to be a Nazi. Oh, uh, it's a lyric. Um, yes. Uh, what is it? What is it? That's the forgotten rebels. There we Reich go. Reich and roll. Yeah. All right. Now. Final round. Oh, okay. Turns out I was right in high school. Sports are bad and punk is good. Uh, is that that's an edge lord? That's correct. That's from your Twitter. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I was like, I, I I recognize that as a sentiment. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is from your Twitter. Posted on 420, no less. What? What happened? So what? What <laughs> happened at 420? Then was it like? Did you get just just real high and you were like, hey, you know high. what? <laughs> Young no, me was right. <laughs> I remember the sentiment and it was in response to something happening. Oh, you know what happened? That was, uh, I, 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 I'm almost positive this is what this is. Uh, Kevin Pillar. So I'm, I am a big baseball fan. And uh, Kevin uh -huh. Pillar, who plays for the Toronto Blue Jays, 
uh, got struck out uh, and then proceeded to like very clearly on camera uh, called like yell at the pitcher like fuck you you F, like the homophobic f word oh fuck him and uh, you know it was just like a reminder that like sports are not um, yeah, sports are dumb and punk is good it, that was exactly it right where you know I don't know just the shit is depressing oh yeah no it's uh, almost as depressing as the New York Giants um, which <laughs> yeah, is that's our favorite New Jersey team. Yeah. yeah, it's our favorite New Jersey team. New um, Jersey's got great things like New York Giants and the Statue of Liberty, and uh, people get mad when we say that. <laughs> I didn't realize that Ellis Island is in New Jersey, but I... I that well, Ellis sense. Island... Ellis Island and the Statue of Liberty are actually two different islands. There is Sorry, a, yeah. there is a is Liberty the Island, Island and, and an Ellis Island. Liberty Island? Yes, yeah. and Liberty uh, Island is in New Jersey. Liberty Island uh, is the island you pass on the way to Ellis Island. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. It, if it was on Ellis Island, they wouldn't have room for an Ellis Island. Yes. They'd be like, all right, you have to climb in this lady's feet and get your uh, <laughs> identification. Processed, yeah, on a, on a sandal or something. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, Sam, I wanted to ask, what was your introduction to punk rock? Because I'm going to tell what you. What was your introduction? Yeah, to... I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you mine real quick. It was a, it was a show in a basement, of course, around the holidays. Um, it was a, a, a house called Country Living, and it was just this little house in the woods where um, all the punks would gather because there was no houses around, so they could be as loud as they want. And the basement had a really high ceiling. And I don't know if you know the band Gates um, from New Jersey. No, I don't think so. I highly recommend them, but that was their first show. Um, okay, sick. They're currently opening for the Killers, um, which Holy is shit. my yeah. That's my they, they had a meteoric rise to fame because they're just so fucking good. But um, yeah, the uh, that was Gates, uh, Communication, Red Light, and you know uh, Go Falcon, Maya's Ruin, all these all these local bands, great bands. Um, and I went there. It was my first punk show. I was all nervous because there's all these fucking big tattooed dudes with gauges. One guy with only one gauge because he refuses to get a bigger gauge as he gets older and it keeps falling out at shows. Um, he threatened to fight me, but then asked how old I was. I said I was 16. He said, when you're 18, I'm going to fight you. That happened, too. Um, it was at a different punk rock bowling, not the one that Frank I'm Iero... Like, hey, it's been two years. No, How's it, it going? Was, it was, my, it was like... right after my 18th birthday. And I said, hey, I'm 18. I can fight you now. And he goes, good. And then we went out to the parking lot and fought. Um, <laughs> and then uh, so that that happened. But the uh, the other thing was I went there, everyone was passing around uh, flasks of Jameson that were being refilled from big bottles of Jameson and went down to the basement where I uh, moshed so hard I ripped a hole in my crotch, ran up to the to the bathroom, took a bunch of bobby pins and, and pinned my pants back together, went back downstairs to continue moshing and left and I said, I never want to not do that again. <laughs> um, and so, at that point you're marked for life. You got the pins in your pants, you're sort of forced into it. You don't really have an option. Oh, absolutely. And so I wanted to know what was what was your foray into this? Where where you? Because um, I mean, like we all started listening, but I mean, like when did you like enter the scene and like get feel the 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 energy of the whole thing? And you're like, oh my god, this is fucking. This is the real. Yeah, I mean, I think the the first like all ages punk show that I ever went to was at this venue in Toronto called the Cathedral. Of course, it was spelled with a K. Uh, and it was That's so good. Yeah, like corn. So sick. And it was like a <laughs> massive three floor kind of complex. And the reverb was on the second floor and Holy Joe's was on the third floor. And they had, you know, shows on and on all sort of different uh different tiers. And for the most part they were all all ages. And so we would just go see I like I remember having a friend in the ninth grade, so first day of grade nine, his 
uh, older brother was just playing one of those like 40,000 band bills downtown. And mm -hmm. his band, uh, his brother's band was called Living in a Bus or LIB. <laughs> and they were just like a mediocre, nothing skate punk band. Of course. Uh, the best but, kind. <laughs> yeah, but we, we all went, like, for, again, like, literally first day of grade nine, like, went back to someone's house, like, changed out of all the clothes we had been egged in, uh, and then went to the show, and it was, like, going downtown, you know, the, mm -hmm. the area is still kind of sketchy. Like, I live, you know, maybe a 10-minute walk from there now, and there's still, like, there's uh, there's a couple of, like... Um, uh, shelters right around there and so right. even as the area gets gentrified it's still got like a vibe right. so, and and so when you're in the ninth grade that's like really edgy and exciting mm -hmm. and then we walked into the show and it was just like you know again it, I mean it was a it was not a, an authentic basement show and basement show culture here was sort of like stifled and weird it always was kind of still bar shows but all just bar shows and just like walked into that and was like this is all i ever want to do and this is the only place i ever want to be for the oh, rest yeah. of my life um and then yeah. uh when i first heard about uh punk rock was uh when i recorded uh, an episode of a podcast with sam sutherland and prior to that uh, the only music i had ever heard was uh biggest ball of twine in minnesota by weird al and whatever songs are in who framed roger rabbit directed yeah. by robert zemeckis you don't need any other songs than that <laughs> no for sure um no that's that's phenomenal i also wanted to ask what was your first band name oh uh in grade seven i was in a band with uh, two good. of my friends, Alex Dukas and Paul Boschik, and we were called Rabid Voodoo. Oh, beautiful. My seventh grade band was with Sean Howe and Nigel Scott, and uh, not Nigel Scott, Nigel something else. There was another kid named Nigel that I knew. Only two, though. Thornberry. Yeah, that's him. And, um, and our band was called Bloody Consequence. Oh, that's sick. That's like a punk as fuck name. Oh, so solid. We covered all the small things, and uh, we had one original song called Reese's Puffs, and it was all about how we hated Reese's Puffs, the <gasps> cereal. Oh. That, was, that was it. Oh my God. That was all that we ever like did. like a bad band. <laughs> we were a bad band. I'm glad band. I didn't know you back then. I don't, I don't like the besmirching of Reese's products. <laughs> it, was a, it was a bad band. There, I, didn't, I was the bassist. I didn't know how to play the bass, <laughs> uh, nor did I know how to play the guitar. I just wanted to be in a band. Um, and I wanted to be the singer, but then the drummer wanted to be the singer, so then he sang, and then and I was like, I'll we... sing backup, but I didn't know how to harmonize, so then the guitarist sang backup, so I went from wanting to be just the singer to playing bass and not singing, and a band didn't last very long. <laughs> I mean, but uh, they did have like a cartoon character as, as their bassist, which... The drummer. No, well, you. Oh, you well, are... I'm a cartoon character. You're a car Come on, hey, give that's yourself a... some credit. That's fair. What were you going to say, Sam? Sorry to interrupt you like that. No, nothing. Just that's the way that it's supposed to go. That's all. I'm just agreeing with the, the approach. Absolutely. No. And then um, my the, the, the real punk band that I was in that played in a scene, and we got rid, rid up in a zine, an actual goddamn zine, and we weren't called by our name. We were called the those kids who play Fugazi, um, which I think is even better than writing our name, which was kind of garbage. It was um, it was an acronym band uh, called the ANFC, uh, which stood for the American National Flag Commitment, um, which is a terrible, terrible name, which is why we abbreviated it. And we always said we would get a new name, but we never did it because we had merch at that point. <laughs> that is like some really complicated high school punk shit, though. No, the best thing, it's more complicated than it ever deserved to be because it was... 
if you translate the American Pledge of Allegiance, I think it's the only Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, do other countries, does your country no, have No, no one stands in front of a flag and says how much they love it except for us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's pretty freaking crazy. It is pretty absurd. Just take yourself out of the situation for yeah, a moment. No, honestly. Picture a man standing and staring at a flag and saying, hey, I still love you. Yeah. But like, <laughs> yeah, in no, it's rhyme. A, it's absurd. Um, in verse. But yeah, no. We took the Pledge of Allegiance, translated it back and forth between a bunch of languages and English, and then it came out as, my loyalty to the American national flag commitment is undying and God cannot stand between me and her, which is like oh, some wow. absurd nationalist bullshit. And so we were like, that has to be the name. <laughs> That's we have a good. weird pledge and everything. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was the band name. And it, everyone was like, That's a dumb name until we told the story. And then they were like, Oh, that's good. Wait, but that's <laughs> almost exact to no, what our. That's, that's, that is still Because I was like, Oh, that's a horrifying thing for a human to say. And I'm like, Wait, that's, that's the, the same of meaning. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's. Um, hey, Sam, don't come to America. It's garbage. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. Turns he out did go. He already Canada, went like, to Pennsylvania. So yeah, that was a bad first choice. Yeah, don't go to way. Pennsylvania. If you can't, if you have the opportunity, don't. Um, we had to drive through the entirety of Pennsylvania because we're working on a, an indie movie right now. Yeah. And uh, one of our actors lives uh, westward. So yeah, we in had, Indiana. We had to drive all the way to the other border of uh, Pennsylvania to pick him up for the movie. And so we drove through all of Pennsylvania four times because yeah. there was picking him up, there was bringing him back, then there was dropping him off, and then there was coming back. Yeah. Whew. Not a good time. <sighs> uh, flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> what was that town called? I don't even care. There's a town called 84. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a town called 84. In western Pennsylvania, there's a uh, this exists. There is a town called 84. They and the reason ran out of town names or whatever? No, well, okay, they, they did run out of town names, but in a different reason. There's a town in eastern Pennsylvania that had the same name as uh, if you want to look that up real quick what? oh I don't even oh yeah no it had the same name as it no no just look up 84 Pennsylvania and tell me what the name was I don't know where a phone is okay <laughs> cool I got it oh wait I have a computer <laughs> yeah you have a computer so 84 Pennsylvania uh, shared a name with a town in uh, eastern Pennsylvania and uh, just click it. Just click the article real quick. Okay. okay. Uh, so, yeah, it was a re okay Smithville. There was a town in eastern Pennsylvania called Smithville. And then so Smithville in western Pennsylvania in 1984 changed their name to the fucking year. <laughs> What? Yeah. No, in 1884. Yeah, in 1884. We're like, they changed we, because their name. the mail kept getting mixed up. They, they kept getting the mail for uh, East Pennsylvania Smithville and, uh, and yeah. West. Pennsylvania Smithville kept, you know, it, it got all mixed up. So they're like, we need a different name than than the other Smithville. Uh, okay, well, what year is it? I don't know, 84? Okay, good, we're done. There yeah. are theories to why that year was significant, but I, the fact of the matter is it was 1884 when they changed their name to 84. Just right. the dumbest choice it's it's god's blind spot also right next to 84 pennsylvania is california pennsylvania mm -hmm. um it's the Which, greatest yeah you could go you could go there uh for spring break if you can't afford the plane fare and you can get a tan and a tanning, tanning bed, bed. <laughs> i mean at least you can tell people that you went to the place though so it's good we did go to california we, exactly. tell people, we just got back from california and it was it was great it was <laughs> But yeah, um, wowzers, bowsers, um, trousers. 
That's all the words. Krausers. Krausers. Speaking of convenience store yeah, culture. The worst convenience store. It was bad. Um, no, that was where you... Food Town. Food, or food Mart. Food Mart. We, Another we place went, in we, Pennsylvania. We went to a place called uh, Food Mart where there was just a slot machine, which doesn't seem legal, and they were selling... That's, what's the thing that's not THC? Uh, CBD. They were selling CBD on the counter, which also doesn't sound legal. No. No. And the bathrooms were bad. The bathroom was just... Uh, it had a, it was just, it had another door on the other side that went outside, but it, it was locked. It was, it was just <sighs> us, the person at the counter, and uh, the guy who was playing the slot machine all night for like yeah. an hour... Uh, wasting all his money away, and that was uh, that was that was Food Mart. Yeah, uh, and it's right next door to a Sheets, which, which is, is just, just a million times and- <laughs> better. It's oh my god, it was terrifying. Sheets um, are pretty tight. That's fair. Absolutely, I like tight sheets, uh, especially when it gets cold. That's our show. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No. I. Uh, I. I. That's our show. That's us. <laughs> I, 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 I. No, I, um, it's, uh, it's been an absolute honor and a privilege, uh, Sam. And I just wanted to, um, to touch on, uh, this is, uh, this is, bi- this is probably the, the biggest get we've gotten for this podcast. And we, I really, it's a, you're get, a real get getter. You're a get getter. Did you just say what? a? Oh, <laughs> did yeah. say I mean, a. it's not a joke. We say it all the time. The, a lot of the accent that people think is Canadian is just an East Coast accent. Like the full on, like. Ooh, how how about that? Like, I, I can't even do it. That's that's like a Newfoundland thing. But A is real. People say A all the time. It's like, huh? The where Americans say huh, we say A. Huh? Oh, I wanted to actually ask you a question now. Um, how, what do you think? <laughs> what do you think of uh, of Kevin Smith's Great White North trilogy so far? I haven't watched any of it. I uh, what was the last? I I like. I didn't hate Red State. But oh, I didn't, I didn't Red love State it. wasn't. It, the The three that are going to be in it is uh, the first one was Tusk, Tusk, which is yeah. a human centipede esque uh, thing where a guy gets turned into a walrus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and there then was yoga hosers. Yoga hosers about two girls who run a convenience store that um, helped uh, discover the walrus man. Uh, and then third, the third, of course, is the brilliant Moose Jaws, which, which is, is Jaws with, with a, a moose. moose. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Is like I, I loved. I clearly have, I've expressed like my affection for Kevin Smith, and like when, like any time. On behalf Toronto, of New Jersey, like, Kevin the, the Smith live, loves the, the live in Toronto DVD. Like Kevin Smith, like I'm, yeah. I'm there. I'm at that show. Oh wow! Uh, but I've seen that. Yeah, it's great. It was a hilarious night. But Red State was not great, and then I heard the Tusk sucked, and I heard Yoga Hosers was like unwatchable. Yeah, and so I'm just good. Like I just don't. I'm good on I don't, it too. I don't need it in my life. I think pot made Kevin Smith not good. I know. I, I, think I so. honestly, honestly, I have hope for Moose Jaws. Though. I have hope for Moose Jaws because it is just Jaws, Jaws, but with a moose. With a moose, yeah. So like, you, I mean, it's just gonna be goofy, but like, it is Jaws is a good movie. So like, and mooses are not scary. So no, there you go. That is a no. damn lie. No, yeah. mooses are scary. Mooses in the water. Is just a little silly. No, silly it's gonna enough. be in the woods. In the woods? Okay. Yeah, it's gonna be in the woods. All right, good. Where meese live. But I saw the only time I ever saw a moose, it backed up into a tree, a full You're right. grown no, tree. No, I, I wasn't thinking. And I knocked that. down a tree with its. It's ass. just that now. Yes, mo- you're right. No, moose are 
capable of, of atrocities. They, they have really, really big antlers, which are unbreakable. They make sillier faces than sharks. That's a fair point. Shark faces are like, oh, that's a spooky, scary face. But then a moose face is like, okay, buddy. <laughs> what do you, uh... You're good to go home now, I yeah. think. You... I think you're drunk there, moose. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, also, I had a, a slang term that we, we came up with. Um, and it's it's not Chitabawampas. It's uh, <laughs> so there's a lot of envy for Canada and America. Um, yeah, we are among them, and you know I think Kevin Smith is is among them of like constantly wishing he was Canadian, and I think a lot of people now, especially, are really into Canada because it seems like a nice haven, fantasy land away from where we're living, and so I wanted to come up with a term for like what is essentially a weeaboo or or. Uh... An Anglophile. Or an Anglophile. Right, okay. But for Canada. And what we got was a hoser poser. <laughs> oh, that's good. Right? That's really good. So a hoser poser is somebody who wants to be a Canadian. Really does. But they are not. But they love everything about Canada. So I th- you can go off and tell that to the world uh, by any means necessary. No credit is due. We give you this joke for free. It okay, belongs so you're to the Canadians. Talk shit on me like on another episode <laughs> of this podcast, like you did with the nostalgia critic guy. Right? That was that was Malcolm Ray, and we love you dearly, Malcolm. If you're listening, uh, <laughs> talking shit. <laughs> no, we do love him. He's a good friend. We got we, dinner we, with we him did. in Connecticut. We, uh, he oh, invited awesome. us. He he was going to a convention, uh, East Coast here, so. He was like, "Hey, you guys should come up," and we did, and we, right. we got, had dinner with him, and he's, and uh, we we held hands and sang a gibberish song on the yeah. walk back from the restaurant. He's a he's a very close friend, and That's we awesome. we forgive him. Yeah, even but though it's a joke. Yeah, it's a for. Forgivable offense, not an excusable offense. <laughs> okay, yeah, I get that. That's, that's reasonable. Yeah. Um, so, Sam Sutherland, we're now in the, the, the last uh, few minutes of the podcast, and this is uh, the part where we plug what we're working on. Um, so, uh, you get to go first as the guest, and uh, just uh, drop your social medias, drop your, your channel, whatever you want. Uh, I'll and, put links uh, on the screen. And if you want to give some teasers for some upcoming stuff that you're working on. Yeah, some exclusives. Oh, um, yeah. Um, okay, well, so I'm on I'm on Twitter. That's like the social network that I've decided to punish myself with. It's <laughs> Sam Sutherland, but with no vowels in my last name. It's stupid. Oh, I was about to say, did you just stutter through your last name? And he was <laughs> no. like, oh, no, I'm trying to figure out how to pronounce it. Try, I'm trying to never figure out how to pronounce it. It's, it's really dumb. So I have that. I have a YouTube channel called This Exists or uh, Thy Sexus, uh, as it is known by the true heads. Uh, I started a podcast that's like. Wait, why didn't dumbest... we call this Snub Dub and not the True Heads? The True Heads. True Heads, yeah. That's it. Uh, I have an incredibly stupid podcast called Blink 155. A fantastic podcast. Thank you kindly. It's very dumb. Uh, and Just like Blink 182. Yeah, wholly <laughs> unnecessary. Uh, but a lot of fun, and that's what I'm doing. And this has been super fun. And uh, Haley and Charlie, I really appreciate you guys, uh, you know, chatting, wanting to chat. Absolutely, we appreciate uh, appreciate. Uh, it's hard for me to be uh, polite. Sorry, I'm not from Canada, but uh, right, yeah, you're stuttering. Truly I truly appreciate you uh, coming on the podcast. It's been an absolute blast. Um, I'm Helicopter. You know, this is my channel. You're watching it on, and if it's not, if you're listening on SoundCloud, YouTube.com/slee/slee/slash/c/slash/Helicopter. That's my channel. Um, Just the letter "slee" in there. Yeah. If you're listening on my channel, it's uh, SoundCloud.com/slash/the Snub Dub Podcast. Uh, you can listen to it there and save your data. 
um, you save that data. We're also on iTunes, and uh, yeah, and follow me on Twitter at HeyStews. And Charlie? Uh, I want to promote a friend's project, actually. A friend's project? My friend, I have a second friend named Haley who uh, I actually met on my visit to Toronto. Mm -hmm. uh, and there was a whole who's going to be the ultimate Haley thing, but we don't need to deal with that. <laughs> um, she has a radio show in, well, you can find it on the internet. It's, uh, but it's for the first, it's called Study Jams. Study Jams. And on the first uh, hour of it, she plays n the n new Canadian music, like mm -hmm. the, the, the stuff that she wants to get some airplay too right and then the second hour she plays her favorite video game music and that's study jams uh you could find it on the cfmu.ca thursdays at i believe midnight or i guess would that be friday at midnight the one that comes after thursday that whatever one. you'd call it and uh and then we also want to plug our movie which is experimental film we're making a film movie a film movie oh, yeah a it's a biopic about the guys who made Homestar Home Runner. Homestar Runner. That's why I worked so hard on that Poopsmith voice. Yeah. Uh, which I hope I hope you were impressed by, Sam. So that is coming out on Charlie's channel, Public VA. It uh, probably came out, considering Yeah, it probably came out by the time this is released. It's coming out. It, well, the release date is 11-18, uh, which mm -hmm. is 10 days after we're recording. I'll reveal the mystery of when we recorded this right. after we already censored the earlier yeah. comment about the election. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and that movie's coming out. It's a biopic about Homestar Runner, guys. Uh, it stars Charlie. Uh, and it was it written by Charlie. We had to drive through Pennsylvania so to get the guy there. Yep. That's that ha that happened. That was that yep. guy. And then Sean said the phrase "cool punching story." Yeah, that's him. Uh, while we were shooting the movie, and, and he's, uh, he co-stars in it. And I directed it. So please give that some support, some love, and when the Kickstarter goes up, maybe some money. Start those kicks. Kick those starts. Kick those starts for us. So uh, thank you all for listening to Snub Dub, Sam. It's been a blast, and uh, yeah. Guys, thanks so much. Time. See you when you sneak into Canada. Absolutely. I mean, shh. Oh, <clears throat> the, the previous claims do, uh, do not represent the opinions of Haley, Charlie, or anyone at Snubdub. I'm over to Canada! <laughs> well, fuck. <laughs>